0: Hello and welcome back to another week of the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, resident of Seoul, South Korea and your guide to the world of Korean beauty, Korean skincare, Korean makeup, everything you need to know. Uh, And as you guys will know, if you have been listening for a little while, Tuesday's episode is the episode where we cover everything that is new and going on in the world of K-beauty, starting with, of course, the news headlines. So we've actually had a couple of different sort of conversations, I guess you could say, going on in the headlines at the same time. And one of the big ones from last week was that the mayor of Seoul, who is a man called Oh Sehun, has unveiled his visions for basically what he wants to do with the city of Seoul. He's up for re-election on the 1st of June. So ahead of the election, he has sort of come out and said what his plan is, what he wants to do. And one of the really interesting things, among many things that he was saying that he wants to do, is actually develop uh, beauty brands to promote the K lifestyle to the world as a global standard for a healthy lifestyle. So apparently part of his plan... Other things include things like he wants urban forests to cover at least 10% of the city. Uh, He was sort of benchmarking Seoul against London and New York and saying that, you know, there they've got urban forests that account for approximately 21 to 24% of the total city area. So he's wanting to sort of boost that as well. And one of the really interesting things was that from 2023, they're going to invest uh, more funds into building up... Uh, you know, the K-beauty, I guess, space. So he said, out of the four main axes that comprise the city's vision towards those in their 20s and 30s, the most important one is making the city feel romantic and attractive. And what completes that axis will be K-beauty. So apparently they're going to be setting up a special development zone for the beauty and fashion, I guess, projects for the sector in Dongdaemun. Uh, And they're going to also ease construction regulations around there for fashion brand operators in historic sites and old buildings. Uh, so really interesting headlines there. I'm not quite sure what to make of that. I'm not quite sure what's prompted that either. Um You know, I mean, obviously, K-beauty, K-lifestyle and fashion and all of that is a big trend, but I'm not really really sure where this has all come from. So that was a bit of an interesting one for me personally to see that in the headlines, just because I wasn't quite sure what he was really talking about. But anyway, it sounds like that is a plan, at least. Whether it goes ahead or not, not quite sure, but that is in the planning stage. The other thing in the headlines this week was that K-beauty brands are continuing to feel the effects of China's lockdowns. So apparently uh, that Shanghai has been shut down. Basically, China is pursuing a zero COVID strategy and they're doing lockdowns when there are a lot of outbreaks. So that has forced a lot of K-beauty companies to either shut their manufacturing plants uh, or, you know, close their stores and things like that. So that was making the headlines this week. Uh, China's impact on K-beauty sales and promotions and activities is pretty constant in the news headlines for Korean beauty brands just because of of, of firstly how many Chinese people buy K-beauty products it is such a huge export market for K-beauty so whatever is happening in China sort of impacts on the brand's bottom lines the brands that sell into China obviously quite heavily so that is just a constant that you will see if you follow K-beauty through the years you know any government policies uh, basically have the ability to impact on on the bottom line for you know people that work at the plants uh the supply chains and things like that. So that was in the headlines this week. And another one just a little bit of a fun one. If you have been following the podcast this year, you will know that we were discussing Singles Inferno, which was basically a Korean reality dating series on Netflix. It blew up at the beginning of the year. There was a lot of discussions around sort of the Korean beauty standard, uh, you know, the preference for some contestants about what they were calling a whiter, purer skin. So that sort of kicked off our discussion on the show about that uh, and just talking about contemporary Korean beauty standards and what is considered to be beautiful. Uh, but then, of course, there were a whole series of scandals around the show. One of the contestants was caught out by Korean netizens for wearing fake luxury goods. So that sort of blocked. Blew up. Anyway, the long and the short of it is that it is coming back. It will be back uh, for season two. There is no release date as yet, uh, but, you know, I guess it will probably be coming out soon. The basic premise of the show is that there were five men, five women, and they were trapped on an island and basically had to sort of, you know, hang out with each other, fend for themselves, cook, and do all of those sort of things. And the only way that they could escape from the, you know, deserted island, the hell island, was to to, you know, find a partner to shack up with someone uh, and then they would get flown off the island in a helicopter, uh, you know, transported to another, what they were calling, you know, paradise island and given the luxury treatment in like a five-star hotel for the night and then they would have to go back. So that was basically the show. It was pretty good fun. If you haven't already seen it, it's worth a watch. Uh, Very, as you would expect from reality TV, lighthearted, not to be taken super seriously, but it is coming back for. Season two. So, if you are a fan of the original uh, season, then that is good news for you. Uh, So, look, we've also had, uh, I'll read out one of the other reviews for the podcast that has been left. Uh, And our reviewer said, I've just started listening to the Style Story podcast. I am enjoying the variety of topics and the length of the podcast. I can finish it on my commute to work and it is so informative. The information is presented in an accessible way. The topics are relevant to all K-beauty lovers. Another feature I like is brand recommendations and that the products are available on the website. So thank you so much to our reviewer. Guys, I would love for you to leave your review for the podcast if you haven't already. You can leave it in Apple Podcasts if you're listening there. Otherwise, you can leave it on Style Stories Facebook page and you can also join our Facebook group K-Beauty Down Under while you are there. We'd love to have you in the group uh, chatting all things K-Beauty. Other places you can leave it are on Google uh, or, you know, sort of anywhere else where you find a podcast platform that allows reviews. Apple is the big one that I know know of. Uh, I don't think Spotify does, but I know there are a couple of other ones that do. So feel free. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you're liking. Uh, if you have any segments that are your favorites, that that's just really useful information for me to know as well as obviously other listeners. So that was our review for the week. And for our question of the week for this week, one of our listeners was asking, where should I start if I've never tried Korean beauty products before? And I think this can be such a a common worry or concern for people. There are so many people out there, you know, recommending things. There are so many, you know, cult products to tick off your list. So my recommendation of just a really simple, easy way to dip your little pinky toe into the the waters of k-beauty without spending a whole lot of money we have a section on the Star story website with mini skincare sets on there so i just went on and had a check and at the moment we've got maybe about seven we've got a k-beauty hits mini set we've got a mini travel skincare set a dry skincare mini set a skin soothing mini skincare summer one k-beauty all-stars and a k-beauty home facial kit and what these are is they come in a little Style Story branded uh, travel bag or a usable travel bag that you can put your skincare in when you go on holidays or away for a night and they have basically deluxe mini uh, products in them or otherwise like a deluxe sample size of a couple of different products you know maybe four different products so that you can try them out Get a taste for what K-Beauty is all about, you know, some styles of product that you might like to try, like cleansing balms and things like that, moisturizers, just a couple of different categories that you may not have actually tried before. So I actually think if you've never tried any K-Beauty products before, rather than going out and spending a whole heap of money, you know, dabbling in some minis is a really, really great way to just get a feel for what it's all about. So that would be my recommendation. If you're not quite sure which of the minis is going to be perfect for you obviously just drop us a line uh via email you can dm me on instagram i'm at lauren.kbeauty i would be more than happy to help you out and you know match you with the set that's going to be the best fit for your skin and your skin concerns but that would be my recommendation i think you know particularly when you're just starting out with something there's nothing worse than spending a couple hundred bucks and then you know you realize that it's just not quite what you were after and then you have to go back out again and do the same thing. So I think minis are a great way to go about, about starting out. Now, for our K Beauty releases for this week, I did mention, would have been a couple of months ago now, that we had a whole bunch of new releases from a brand called Skin Tonsa, Skin 1004 is how it's written in English. So I thought I might take this opportunity to just go through some of the products that are new with you guys and sort of explain what they are, what they do, and who might benefit from them. So the first one on my list is Skin Chonsa's Madagascar Centella Spot Cream. So this is the kind of product that I think is really perfect for people that have breakouts. Obviously, if you have broken out, you know, once the pimple starts clearing up, sometimes you'll have a little mark left over. And these kind of Products, these spot creams are just really, really helpful to help your skin bounce back after something like that. They're really perfect for skin that has become damaged through, you know, something like acne, has become sensitized and also a bit weak. And they just help to protect and soothe the skin while it's not in its best state. So that's how I would recommend using a product like this. Uh, and I did mention on the show a little while ago that Skin Tons are their brand concept is that they are. Using Centella Asiatica, this this really precious herb. It's a plant extract that's very perfect, basically for acne-prone skin, damaged skin, sensitive skin. And they're using a type from Madagascar. So the people in Madagascar have used Centella Asiatica for many centuries, and so that's the kind of uh, extract that they're using. Uh, and you know, they've they've obviously combined it with a couple of other ingredients as well in this particular formula they are using 50% of centella asiatica extract and they've they've put that together in a formula with Glycerin, which is just a really nice hydrating ingredient that helps to maintain the skin's moisture levels. They've also used panthenol, which is also known as vitamin B5. And that also is another good one to help lock in the moisture. Uh, you'll often see that in nappy creams. It's just really good for skin that has, you know, become, you know, damaged, red, anything like that, just to protect the barrier from any additional stress uh, and irritation. That's basically what panthenol is really, Really good for. So I think that's a great option for you if you do suffer from breakouts and find that the little red marks afterwards just sort of tend to hang around for a while. Uh, A spot cream like this one, we have a couple of different options up on the website uh, at the moment. Off the top of my head, I know we have uh, one from COSRX, we have another one from Benton, and that one's actually been quite popular as well. So a few different options for you to explore if you're in the market for something like that. Now, the other product that I had on my list was their Madagascar Centella Toning Toner. Now, I had the opportunity to try this one for myself uh, because the brand recommends that it is a good option for sensitive skin. And I have very, very reactive and sensitive skin. So I wanted to try it out and just see. And having used it myself, I think that this is a better option for oily and combination skin that is who I would recommend it for Uh, and that's because it actually does contain PHA which is uh, this type of uh, acid it's a very very gentle one but I think for people that have truly sensitive and reactive skin that just might not be the best fit obviously you know there are variations of sensitivity you know and it also depends what you are sensitive to you know people use uh, the term sensitive. Sensitive skin as like a blanket category, but at the end of the day, what you yourself are sensitive to and will react to is going to be very personal to you. Uh, So I would say having used it for myself that I think that oily and combination skin types is who it's going to be really great for. Uh, It does have 84% of centella asiatica extract. It also has niacinamide, which is again, a great option for people that have enlarged pores, which, you know, frequently goes hand in hand with with the oilier and combination skin types. It's got adenosine and betaine uh, and of course the PHA that I mentioned. So this is a watery style toner. So if that is the type of toner that you like using, then that will be a good fit for you. Uh, And obviously it does have the mild peeling benefits thanks to the PHA. Uh, Slightly acidic, which is good to match the pH balance of your skin. Uh, So this is a really, really, really popular product. Like This is one of the star products from the line that has been trending here in Korea. So a very popular product on the ground here. It's uh, designed to be used as a daily toner as well. So if you're in the market for something like that, if you really like Centella Asiatica and are looking for it in a nice watery formula, I think this will be a nice one for you to try out. So hopefully, you know, someone out there, that 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 sort of ticks a lot of their boxes. I hope that I can, you know, introduce something that might be of interest to you. And we also have a couple of new K-Beauty reviews for the week. The first one was for Jellyco Cherry Blossom Sleeping Mask. And the reviewer said, Can I just say, wow, this mask has blown all other gels out of the water. A heavyweight gel that packs a punch. I don't know if I can look at other gels the same. I may have found the one for life for me. The rich texture of this one makes it great for all skin types. My only con is the floral scent. It's not very potent and doesn't stay for long, but I'm not the hugest fan of floral scents. So that was... Uh, a very well-rounded review I think from uh, our reviewer there so thank you so much for your review and then we also have a review for our K-Beauty all-star set which is one of our mini skincare sets and our reviewer gave it five stars and she said I really didn't know where to start in terms of using a K-Beauty process so I emailed staff received a really helpful comment back recommending this pack as a starting point to get a feel for different products best advice ever really enjoyed trying and using these products and have now moved on to purchasing some of the products to use on a regular basis thanks so much style story so uh really helpful that that was uh, a good kickoff point i guess to then go and work out what other products to try next so super happy to hear that that was uh, a good recommendation from our team uh, and thank you very much for your review if you are a podcast listener Now on to a new segment of the show that I have been trialing out for the last the last little while. And I must say this is the most stressful part of this new uh, style of show for me just because I have to keep coming up with a recommendation for the week. And of course there are so many things that I would love to recommend that I'm just not 100% sure how accessible they are in the English language. So there's a lot of like TV shows and things like that that I myself love watching but a lot of them don't necessarily have English subtitles. So I'm a little bit hesitant to go and recommend something that, you know, not very many people are going to benefit from. Uh, And the same goes for a lot of the things that you could, you know, do on the ground when you're here in Korea. I'm just not sure how many of our listeners are regular visitors, I guess, to Korea to Seoul. Uh, If you are, or you're the kind of person that, you know, likes to plan trips based on stuff to see, hit me up and let me know because I, can include more of that sort of stuff I'm just not sure how relevant it will be so I will leave it up to you guys to get in touch and let me know what it is that you actually want to hear more about for now i'm going to stick to stuff that i know for a fact is just a little bit more accessible to everyone so this my recommendation for this week is actually a film it's a bit of an old one it's from 2014 but it is still one of the highest grossing korean films in the history of south korean cinema uh so the film is called kukjae shijang or in english Ode to My Father, Ode as in Ode, uh, and this is just a really beautiful film. I have watched it several times uh, because you know through the process of learning Korean, a lot of our teachers showed this film to us in class. Uh, you know, like if it was getting to the the end of you know I don't know the semester or something like that, and they were sort of dialing it in a bit. They were like, okay, let's watch a movie, and everyone was like, cool, let's do that. Uh, so this is just it's a beautiful film, and basically what What it does is it actually, in a really uh, cinematic way, traces the history of South Korea from the 1950s all the way through to the present day uh, and the lead character basically is the person that experiences a lot of these events I guess kind of like Forrest Gump you know that he's there experiencing all this stuff firsthand it's sort of similar to that but obviously in a very Korean context so he manages to escape uh, and is evacuated from Hungnam nam in 1950 during the Korean War he also throughout his life is sort of dispatched to West Germany which is another thing that a lot of Koreans uh, were sent to West Germany to help out as migrant workers. A lot of the women ended up working there as nurses and a lot of men in things like the German coal mines. Uh, so basically, he uh, experiences a lot of trauma and a lot of loss as they're escaping from the Korean, uh, the North Koreans. You know, his family gets uh, split apart and basically he loses touch with his father and his little sister. And the story goes from there basically that's where it starts off and then explores his life and all the things that happened to him after then it's really really beautiful you will definitely cry so if you don't like sad movies this might not be a good one um just so moving and I think it is a really good way to learn about a lot of the uh, events that sort of impacted on Korea and made it the place that it is today. Uh, But it's shot really, really beautifully. Uh, It's it's a lovely, lovely movie. I think it's probably a must watch for anyone that is really interested in Korea just to get a better understanding of where the country is today. So that is Ode to My Father. It is a 2014 film uh, and definitely I've seen it before with subtitles so you will be able to find it. So hopefully if you haven't already seen that one you can go and find it somewhere and watch it uh, and you'll have to let me know what you think. You'll have to let me know if you manage to make it through without crying because I certainly I cry every time I watch it even though I know what's going to happen. So that's just a a really nice one. I'm going to leave it there for today's episode. I will of course be back on Thursday with our deep dive episode so make sure that you stay subscribed and until then I will see you on Star Story.